Welcome to My Park Story, presented by the National Park Service. People form connections with their favorite national parks and programs, and this park cast is a place to come together and share those stories. I'm your host, Dave Barak. Today's guest is Officer Shelby Barbet of Grand Teton National Park. Hello, and welcome to Officer Shelby Barbet of Grand Teton National Park. Hey, Shelby, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm doing all right as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is an exciting time uh, to talk to one of our law enforcement rangers, and I'm really eager to hear your story. Yeah, uh, thank you, and um, super happy to be here, and thanks for the, for the honor to, to come and have this opportunity. I was born and raised in upstate or central New York State in a town called Waterloo. I went to college, uh, Utica College, now Utica University, which is about an hour and a half away from home. I went to college mostly to play lacrosse, and I thought, how am I going to pay for this, right? As most of us millennials do as we were approaching those uh, college years. Right. Uh, I had intended to enlist in the Army, and at that point, it was like, well, I want to go to college. I want to play lacrosse. Uh, what else can I do? And I, you know, heard about the Reserve Officer Training Corps, ROTC program. So I went to college and played lacrosse, and I did get a degree and uh, did the ROTC thing. Um, I enlisted, or excuse me, I, I commissioned the Army in 2012 when I was done with college, and I spent about four years and change in the U.S. Army. I was stationed at Fort Wainwright, which is in Fairbanks, Alaska, and I got out in 2016 and started pursuing a career for the National Park Service as a law enforcement ranger. And that's from 2017 until now. Yeah, I know you had other options when you were making the decision to uh, leave the military. What made you choose the Park Service over some of those other options? When I was getting out of the military, I had looked into things like Alaska State Troopers, the FBI, and a couple other agencies, some back closer to home. And a friend came to me who had previously been a Sawyer and worked in, he, he does still currently work, he works for the Forest Service uh, in Wildland Fire. And he's like, hey, what about being a park ranger? Check out the Park Service or, you know, the Forest Service. And I was like, oh, what's it about? And he's like, well, you're military police, like it's it's policing, but, you know, you're doing it in the uh, the great outdoors, more or less, right, out here in the, in the parks. And so I looked into it and I was like, man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I... Uh, yeah, chose the park service, figured, like, why not give it a try? I went to Seasonal Academy and Flagstaff, Arizona at Northern Arizona University and you know, kind of went from there. Cool. And what parks have you worked at before you landed at Grand Teton? So I have worked, I worked about, I worked two seasons. The first season was at the Flagstaff Area National Monument, um, which consists of Walnut Canyon, Wapaki National Monument, and then Sunset Crater. And those are all managed um, under one management team there mm -hmm. uh, then I worked at Crater Lake in Oregon that was my second season 2018 I was picked up permanently a VRA hire uh, Denali National Park in Alaska so went back to Alaska again from there I moved down here to Grand Teton about two years ago very cool that's really cool the park service is attempting to diversify the ranks of its law enforcement staff and officers specifically bringing in more women officers to the force and 
that's why I was excited to talk to you. But have you found as a woman on the force, did you have mentors that you looked up to that helped guide you along? Because I think that's so important. Uh, it's ever since my first season, I have met and I have identified, I have a, probably a list of role models. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, women and men, but uh, I remember meeting the first woman, you know, other ranger, other officer in the agency in my first season there at Flag Monuments. And she was in, working at Lake Mead. I had gone on to do some training. Um, Hannah Jansen, formerly Hannah Orff, and I just was like, wow, like this is what I could be one day, you know, like <laughs> Hannah's amazing. She's so squared away. She's been there and done that, done everything. She's got every qualification. She's just like, she's amazing. To this day, I still call her, text her, you know, ask her for help. Same with uh, my second season at Crater Lake. I met Caitlin Shower, and again, it was just like, wow, like this is what I could be one day, you know, and <laughs> kind of went from there. I mean, I, I, have a lot of role models that I look up to. I remember when I was offered and accepted the job here at Grand Teton, I was like, oh my gosh, Liz Tedder works at Grand Teton. Like Liz, everyone knows Liz Tedder. She's amazing, you know? And so now <laughs> she's like, you know, a good friend of mine. And it just was funny to me, just, uh, you know, you meet these people and, and you idolize them and you, you know, you look up to them and it's everything from career advice to you'll be on the side of the road, uh, working through a law enforcement investigation and, just having those folks kind of guide you along. And my chief here at Teton is a woman and she was the same chief I had at, at Denali and she's amazing. Yes, no shortage of, uh, of role models is the short short answer to your question. Great. Well, that's, that's really heartening. And I know that you yourself um, have taken other newer officers under your wing. What is it like to be on the other side of that? To, you know, now people are going to be like, Shelly Barbet, she's a legend. Like <laughs> I got to work with Shelby and like she's she's the best. Like people like you're talking about the the rangers and the officers you look up to. Yeah, right. Um, gosh, I don't know. It's humbling. It's uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that in this job, especially being a woman, especially being in law enforcement, you know, people look to us a lot for answers, for information. Like the public, of course, look to us. Um you know, but then you have newer officers, like you said, that I look to. And it's hard, it's difficult to explain. I would say, like, we just, we don't, you don't always understand the impact uh, or the power you have, not an authoritative kind of power, but the power to change someone's life. So, you know, when I get these folks that I try to mentor or help or even just give my number to, to be like, hey, if you ever think about joining the Park Service, you want to be law enforcement, you want to be a cop. You know, here's my number. Give me a call. Give me an email, whatever it is. Um, it's a really great feeling because I, I told myself growing up, I had always met amazing mentors and role models. My father being one, my lacrosse coaches, my high school coach, my my college coach, my cadre, different cadre I had in the military, like all these people. And I was like, I, I got to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. And all these people that changed my life. And so now, you know, we don't always get that feedback from people that we interact with but you still do your best to, you know, change and impact someone's life. And I can just say that from the, a couple of experiences I've had, being able to be that mentor, that role model, whether it's for visitors or younger officers, you know, it, just, it just fills your cup, right? It just fills your cup. You're just like on cloud nine. You're, you're just glowing for, for me. It's like, you know, weeks on end and my mood's just great. I'm in a happy place and I feel good. And I feel like I'm helping improve 
you know, helping prepare them for their career and helping improve the agency as a whole. Nice. Nice. I know you had a piece of advice that one of your mentors gave you that you wanted to share. Yeah, the the thing that is um, something that I kind of, I try to live by is a phrase that a boss of mine, right before I got out of the army, I worked for, he always said to people, he's like, don't take no for an answer. And you know, he, he didn't mean it in the way of like, oh, you know, mom or dad said, no, go ask, you know, the other <laughs> one. He didn't mean it like that. He just meant like, find someone to tell you yes and find someone to, to allow you to pursue, pursue whatever it is you're pursuing. So for me, I, I try to tell a lot of young folks that thing. It's like, you know, I mentioned before the power and impact you have as an officer or as somebody in authority or someone who's a leader designated or otherwise, sometimes we don't realize that power impact we have on people. And so when we say things that we might not think are, um, you know, impactful, like you just can't underestimate the word, the power of words sometimes and find someone to tell you, yes, don't take no for an answer. And that just was like uh, an affirmation for me of like, this is my dream. This is my goal. This is what I want to do. And I will do anything and, until I find the person to tell me yes. And ultimately, it was that was a lot of how I got into this agency was I went from the military as, as an officer. I got out. I could have, you know, been hired at a higher grade or gone more of a direct route. I didn't know that at the time. And then I remember being offered my first permanent job. And I told the individual, I'm going to come work for you, whether it's now or whether it's in a few years from now when I have more experience, like. I'm going to come work for you. I just have that drive, that passion, that um, willingness to be persistent and work and, and, and not let people's words or actions deter you, right? Yeah. So that's my advice that's or, or advice I had received. Well, much like the mentors and the leaders that came before you that you look up to, uh, passing down these vital words, these really, uh, this precious message to you. Now you're passing it along to, to others. And I'm grateful to have been the recipient of your <laughs> wisdom and just your smile and your enthusiasm. And I'm really grateful to call you a colleague. Uh, Shelby, thank you so much, so much for joining us today. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs>